0: Welcome to Turning Insight and Inspiration podcast series. Hey guys, today we have Zane Mahmoud here. He is a aerospace engineering grad. And We've been longtime friends. We met in Freshers' Week, actually, <laughs> in a club um, on one of the first nights out. He was by himself and I was like, this lonely guy, he needs a friend. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I've known him since.
1: Um, yeah. Do you want to introduce yourself, Zane? Uh, my name is Zane and I started uh, Aerospace in 2016. I've just graduated. I come from Halifax in West Yorkshire and...
0: uh, Fair enough. Do you... um, Okay, let's get into this. Uh, What A-levels did you do and why did you do them?
1: So, A-levels or A S? Um, A-levels. So, I did maths, further maths, physics and chemistry. Um, In hindsight, I mean, I did maths, further maths and physics because they were the most desirable for an engineering degree and... I don't know why I did chemistry. To be honest, uh, I did really bad in, in in the end. In any case, um, I think I had, a, I think I had some aspirations to do chemical engineering at one point, and that's why it just stayed there. But I really should have just stopped, um, stopped doing it. Like I really do regret doing more than I needed to in terms how of. How
0: come? How come? Uh, you want you chose aerospace engineering as opposed to other engineerings or.
1: Something else, yeah. Okay, so I th- I was looking um when I was looking amongst all the disciplines, I was looking for the ones that are going to be most maths based. And aerospace is one of the more maths based ones out of uh, all of the disciplines. Um, to be honest, uh, one of my more one of my sister's friends, um, he, in Imperial, he he did aerospace. I think he well, he did aeronautical, and he uh, influenced me a fair bit, but. To be honest I don't know, Yeah. I really don't know, like it was quite, um, I think with me I had to pick, uh, my parents put a lot of pressure on me to do medicine so I had to come up with a, an alternative very quickly, Yeah. well at least I felt like I did and yeah. that's why I was quite hasty in that decision and I wanted to appear like I, I, I had some sort of a plan. Yeah. So I I quickly without giving it that much thought I quickly picked a path, Fair and on. it just actually just turned out to be aerospace. I wasn't I, I didn't have some mad passion interest for, or passion for yeah aerospace for aircraft or or not. Yeah,
0: I, I think I find that really interesting because uh, like I talked to you in first year, and you you didn't come across as someone who like <laughs> loved aerospace or loved airplanes. <laughs> Because like you know, I, I was kind of the same as well. Like I, I just I just signed up cool, and I was good at mods and science and physics, you know things like that. I was like, yeah, let's do a cool degree. It sounds cool, you know aerospace engineering. And like, do it in the best university I could I could get into basically. Um, yeah. So what was your impressions in, in first year of our degree, and did did it match up to your expectation? Did you like it or did you not like it? Um,
1: I remember being quite overwhelmed in the first term. 'Cause we had a lot of um different uh, different different modules of completely different subjects and I remember thinking this is quite a lot. Um which which is a um it's kind of a good thing about aerospace. One of the things I'm glad about in terms of aerospace and when I was actually applying for aerospace a lot of people did tell me this is that it is quite diverse.
0: In what way is it diverse? Can you go and do it?
1: Um the fact that you're doing so many different you're studying so many different subject areas of engineering. It's very it's it's T shaped. In terms of it, it covers a broad subject, but then hones in on one as can well. You,
0: can you list out uh, some of the things?
1: So in first year, for instance, we did fluid dynamics, thermodynamics, there was structural engineering. We had to do CAD. We had to do. Programming. CAD is
0: computer aided design, so it's like.
1: Can you explain that more? Ah, computer aided design. So essentially, create using a software like Inventor uh or softworks you essentially try um replace design engineering where instead of drawing it you do it on uh, you use your software to completely make the dimensions of yeah, the
0: parts I, I remember in first year we, we we had to still like draw us parts do you remember that yeah yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> that was not my cup of tea strong point i that. did not like that
0: at all yeah, i wonder if they still do it because i know everything's done in um cad now But yeah, we had to like draw things out and like actually see how to like do an engineering like model or design. Thermodynamics also is is about like how, about heat and how heat is affected in, how heat heat affects different components and uh, yeah, just things like that. And the equations relating to that is very important when it comes to when you're designing machines and things like that, Uh, like how heat interacts with like different components and things like that. Beyond that, I don't remember what we did in thermodynamics. Um, you know what? What I'm. It's it's very math based. It's a very theoretical level. I don't. We don't really, really apply it to like real cases as such. Like we learned about Brayton cycle, and uh, what's some of the
1: other cycles we learn about. Joule cycle, the diesel cycle. The... I don't.
0: I don't see how it's like directly related, but I know it's meant to be, but... It is. It is very, very
1: theoretical in first year, and I. And to be honest, like I remember, um, I remember this stuck us in the deep end a lot. Now, if you if I think about the material we learned in first year, and I think about the material we learned in second and third year, it's actually the same material. Except in first year, we had no idea what it was on about, and then by the time we got to third year, we started to actually understand. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I I had a
0: clue what was happening in first year. Oh my God. First
1: and second year, I I would literally revise on how to somehow answer those exam questions and that's it. I would have no understanding, nothing. And then things would slowly start to click and I'd have these moments where I'd be like, oh, this is what they've been talking about this entire (laughs) time. And especially with aerodynamics, thermodynamics and... um, Structures and materials. Structures, I mean, to be honest, I don't think I ever got that with structures. Curious, but. <laughs> Masters in aerospace engineering, I
0: still don't understand structures and materials. Yeah, um, yeah so do you, you I, I know, um, uh, let's get into the meat of this. I think it's probably going to be the most interesting part of this uh, conversation. Um, you, you're not going to stay in engineering, are you? You're not going to stay in aerospace engineering. What, uh, what made you
1: realise engineering really isn't the way forward for you? So... I think when I was applying for engineering I had a misconception on how much engineers get paid and how mo- how much they're valued and how, how how much competition there is so as you go through aerospace you realize that the people there's the competition is fierce very fierce and actually the reward is not worth the competition at all and to be honest I I don't mind engineering, but I, I don't feel like you therefore get valued compared to if you did, for instance, an econ degree, which is far easier than doing an aerospace degree and they reap much better rewards once they graduate.
0: Yeah, it's, it's also like the level of difficulty is also heavily tied to uh, the university that you go to as well. Like, mm-hmm. like, like if you do an aerospace degree in a lower ranked university, it's very different to Doing an aerospace degree in something somewhere like uh you know Cambridge, right? But the rewards is actually um like it, at least initially I mean but everyone still goes and gets the same grad scheme, so if, no matter if you're coming from Cambridge, you're still going earning that twenty five thousand twenty seven thousand pound grad scheme at Airbus or at Boeing the same but the same way you know if you go into a lower ranked university you're still you know, go to the exact same grad scheme. Maybe, I mean, it, maybe it affects the chances of getting sure. that grad scheme, but, you know, the the level of
1: pay is still the same. So, so the question is, is like what's the difference between doing aerospace at a uni like ours or a uni that's not even a Russell Group uni? If they say they're an aerospace course, then they should, they, sh- they surely teach the material, but then you end up thinking, okay, those the, the inlet of students that they received versus what we had to achieve to get in, is obviously a completely different calibre. And their yeah, yeah. development through the course is definitely going to also reflect that. So there's no doubt about it. Like you, um, you do end up at, at, for instance, at a university like Bristol or even, even better than Bristol if you went to Oxbridge or Imperial... You do. You have a lot more pressure on you to do. It's much harder to get a two one there than it is at a local university that you went to. But Derek is right. I've lost jobs to people that um, I felt like they didn't go to as hard a university as me. I I lost a job. Um, I got to the interview stage for Dyson, and I lost a job to somebody from Nottingham Trent.
0: Yeah, but it's it's important to uh, really uh, point at the fact that. Yeah, as uh, and I've talked about this concept here in other podcasts. It's like at a certain point, right? Your the your the grade that you get in your degree doesn't really matter. What matters is what other things you've done. As long as you get a two one, doesn't really matter. You know, if you get the the diff, the level of work you need to put in to get a first, right? Um, is does not is not equate to the, the uh, level of um return that you get in terms of like job prospect and the way that increases the yeah your chance of getting the job so you you're this is my opinion your time would be worth invested in uh, learning other skill sets rather than trying to get that first
1: so in terms of the engineers i know not from first year and a lot of the econ students as well but we've all graduated now the engineering students now that are earning the most money are the ones that as soon as they got into second year they applied for all the banks city kpmg uh pwc and the like goldman sachs and to get to those i mean pretty much all um pretty much all places that hire do have this same process where it's like online tests then it's a it's a phone interview then it's um an assessment day and then there might even be something else and then you get it and the idea is, is that they, a lot of the they stopped caring about their degree that much. Once as soon as they got into second year, they started. Um, they started just applying like mad to like as many of these places as they could, and they really tried hard on those. Um, on those uh, internships. Well, on the no, application process. The application process on those online tests. Because literally, it is
0: like a part-time job.
1: Um, so if you're with, if you're in a group and you're working together on these online tests then you are going to be much better because collectively you know how to um collectively you're more likely to get past those stages and there'll be little tricks there will be knowing in those situational judgment tests which answer to put down and the likes and therefore those those people that did that in second year they they all they had in their head was we just need to get a 2-1 we're not gonna try any harder than that. We're not gonna spend our time instead we're gonna spend our time is making sure we land that internship at that bank. And then they would land that internship at the bank. They would do they would get the BNG. They wouldn't care about the masters. And because they already had the internship, they would then go uh they would be settled in that grad seni sing- grad scheme and it'd be earning far more than any of us.
0: You see, you seem very salty about that. <laughs> uh,
1: a little bit, yes. <laughs>
0: Fair I... enough. Yeah. So what 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 would you say to? Um, I mean, so th- this is, this only works really if, if your primary goal is you want the money, right? This what you're saying here is the what is what you should do if you want the money, if you mm. want to make a lot of money. But do you think a lot of people are like that, or do you think there's some people who just like engineering for uh, just engineer for you know the lot of the, the degree and the course and the job, and they they would and and they would be just happy with um, having you know twenty five k, which is you know it's good enough to live on.
1: Well, they apparently are. That's why Airbus gets all these applications every year. So and to be fair, most of our year group is applying to Airbus GKN. Yeah, fifty fifty percent
0: is going to finance, and then I think yeah the rest either stay in engineering or going to research.
1: But also, um, I didn't know what I like to do until I did my internship. Let's and let's
0: go. So, what, 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 When did you do the internship, and what did you do?
1: I did my internship in some startup fintech company. It was called Sodepack, and um, fintech is what exactly? It's a financial technology company. They provide, um, they provide software. Uh, they they were more for, more so of a. Something called a wholesale market, so they provided software to um, car retailers. But that's besides the point because that wasn't really much to do with my internship, any in any case. It was, um, I got that through the university, um, which it, which I, by the way, I would say is a very good thing about this university. The, um, the ILO, uh, I forgot what it's called, Industrial, industrial Office. Liaison Office, is very good with its industrial links. Um, applying through there, you are far more likely to get some sort of engineering internships than you were trying to get through Airbus online. And, um, anyway, I, it's only by doing that, that I realized that I, I got put onto a data science project and I realized I actually liked it a lot. And then it's only now that I'm here trying to look for other data science jobs, knowing that the pay is well, and also I very much enjoyed as well um that and i try to align my modules in third and fourth year t- to meet that career path but it does lead to me now thinking if if only i did something like a master degree like i genuinely Wait, hang
0: on. okay let's take a step back here so how, so what is data science what, did you, what was involved in it
1: so data science is essentially a lot a lot of companies have this, these huge databases and but it's just sitting there and they don't know how to use this information to get something useful out of it, like a chart showing that they should make certain decisions. And it does require it requires a fair bit of uh, coding, specifically Python, uh, the pandas library in, in Python. Uh, and essentially, you display. I had to display them on dashboards and I had to show that, look, this is um, these are the trends I'm finding looking at your data. Um, I found that I really enjoyed doing that and to be fair, like um, a lot of a subset of aeros- that aerospace is so vast and especially the research is so diverse that there's a little bit of everything in aerospace. If you if, for instance, if you're if you're interested in bioengineering, there is something in in aerospace to do with bioengineering. If you are interested in optimization, there is something in aerospace to do with optimization. and if there is something to do with data science, there will be stuff, there will be an area of research in aerospace to do with data science as well. Um, and therefore, there'll be those modules that slightly help you as well. That is one of the benefits of aerospace. Like, because it's so diverse, you can slightly tailor your career in third and fourth year to where you think you're going to go off to. It's
0: interesting that you say that, right? Because most people uh, would think aerospace engineering is a very niche a path isn't it but it's not really just because it's just because it's aerospace engineering it doesn't mean you're all you're looking at is like planes 24 7 that's not what it means whatsoever
1: yeah that is true it does uh-huh. not mean it does not mean that i thought in fact it's very similar to mechanical even yeah it's it's, it's
0: yeah but like uh, when you're a gcse or a 11 you have no concept of any of this right you have no concept of like what we actually learn engineering and how wide the uh, aerospace engineering and how widely applicable that is and how you can go into the, like these niche like streams
1: that is true um one thing i will say though is our courts definitely have people that are very very keen on our and they have a huge passion for it some of them are I think some of them already have pilot's degrees, a pilot, no pilot license. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And if not, they actually plan to get a pilot's license. So you do get that side of aerospace too, but for the most part, that is not the case.
0: Okay. Well, you, most for most people don't most, have a passion. Most for... people
1: don't don't have that massive passion for aerospace.
0: Yeah, okay. yeah. I'd say like a lot of people, they're all very educated or they're very like hardworking and very intelligent. Not necessarily for aerospace, but they have a passion for like. A subsect of something in aerospace, like I don't know, like I know, like a lot of people are in, really into research. I mean, it's not necessarily aerospace, but they're really into like the process of research, um, and things like that. That's why they're you know they're continuing on to do PhDs uh, because they love research so much, basically.
1: I mean, our university generally and our, our university itself is a research-based university, which is, and it is one of the it primarily focuses on research rather than teaching and there are um you know there are advantages and disadvantages to that for instance they the teaching quality might not be amazing and i i honestly did not know this when i applied and actually it might have affected my decision because i know in terms of the way i learned i was very much spoon-fed until i came to university and then going from that to a research-based university is quite um, it's quite a big step. But um, one of the big advantages though of going to a research-based university such as Bristol is that what you are working on is pretty cutting edge. So I know from the, some modules that I did, especially applied numerical methods, um, even, even some of the optimization modules I did, I am literally working, I'm learning, they have put together into uh, the teaching content for a module what was researched only about 10 years ago, 10, 20 years ago, which for a university is a big deal. Yeah,
0: fair enough. So you, you said, okay, let's take another turn here. You said, like, like so looking back, you would have done mods instead of aerospace engineering. Am I correct in saying that? or Yes. Okay, and why is that? I, well... Because for me, I, I, would, I would never say that because... Um, like for me, maths is very just um, theoretical, uh, too abstract. It's not directly applicable to real life things, and I'm not. I don't feel like I'm like making things, and like making a real difference. It's just too much, like far too far along the pipeline. Uh, it's not the end of the pipeline.
1: I see. This is the thing. I'm actually never gonna know what it's like to do a master's because I've never done a master's degree. But I've noticed generally throughout the entire degree. But one thing I know is that. And this probably should have been an indicator. Indicator at A level, I did not like physics, mainly because of how it was taught. But I wasn't that passionate about it. I was passionate about maths and further maths, and I was quite passionate about the mechanics modules, which which is what made me think, okay, engineering is, what I should do. But that's not necessarily the case. Um, I think I think A level subjects give you um, a bit of a. They don't give you a good enough understanding to know what each of what each of your subjects entails in terms of going forward in a career. Like what a maths degree actually how that relates to your A level subjects. How does an engineering degree relate to your A level subjects? How does your physics degree relate to your subjects? And I generally found that throughout aerospace I would prefer the maths. I would always prefer the maths part. Um I it maths is the only are the only modules that I would check Uh, generally do good on and it was only the mathematical parts of all the other modules that I would find I enjoyed most and given the career path that I eventually chose I end up looking at them and actually most of them want a maths degree most of them want a maths degree and if you're going to go into even when you're going into finance even if you're going into a lot of things most people actually do end up um, preferring a master's degree the only time they would not they would prefer an engineering degree to a master's degree is actually in a full-on engineering job or a tech job so which as we've just talked about in terms of the whole salary thing going back to the salary thing most most um, engineering jobs will only be 30,000 at best but that that's from a salary perspective but just generally it's not
0: all it's not all obviously it's not all about salary right like- so, uh, but what we're focusing on in this conversation is like a lot about salary because that's it's very true. important to us because we're both just graduated and we're poor <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah that's true but what's kind of interesting about me and you is that for instance in fourth year me and you diverged so much it, it was almost as if we're not even on the same course anymore oh yeah so like and i think that's quite common in aerospace i think you um especially especially in aerospace you have you have the coding people do branch off into two very uh, distinct subgroups within aerospace one is the uh, comp- uh, CFD so computational fluid dynamics which means computationally modeling flow the flow of a fluid like air or and you know that that side which is also to do with numerical methods uh, involves a lot of coding involves a lot of um um mathematical modeling um so you've got you've got things like optimization in that subgroup and then the other subgroup is actually well you'll know better about that subgroup because that's what you went into which is more to do with the design and the structure structures and materials
0: yeah yeah so i did like advanced composite analysis so it's 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 about well, yeah, so the composite materials are, they're largely replacing metals now for things like aircraft structures and things like that. And it's a new type of like material, a new, in the uh, sense of it's being applied to more and more stuff. And it's been around for thousands of years. But uh, yeah, like the failure methods of these things are very like, they're not really well understood. Um, and so it's, and it's way more complex than metals. So that's what I went into. But that said, like I also did like CFD as well for my research
1: project because uh, I had to, um, yeah. Saying that I had to do composites in my research project as well, so there is a yeah, bit of overlap, there's yeah, yeah. But I generally did focus on the numerical methods part. And one thing that's interesting about aerospace generally is that because making the plane as light as possible is such a big deal, st- structures and materials is one big pillar of aerospace engineering as is is
0: aerodynamics yeah Yeah. but
1: but i feel like it's either structures and materials and then everything else to do with aerospace is something else maybe you can put another like for systems like yes control and dynamics and whatnot those are the three main bits of aerospace and there are obviously loads of other modules around that you could maybe like look into but those are the three Like the I'd say there are three pillars of aerospace. It's one is structures and materials, which is to do with material science, structural engineering, and making basically how do we make the plane as light as possible.
0: So, so the future for you then um, is to go to finance, data science, and it's because you have an interest in it, and also it's because it pays more.
1: Yeah, mainly, and um, I do. I do have, I do still have an interest in aerospace and to be honest, you know, I think this is the case with a lot of degrees, you end up taking pride in the knowledge you, in the specific knowledge you've gained and you don't realise it when it happens but at a certain point in an aerospace degree there comes a point where you actually, everything clicks and you realise you understand a lot about um, aerodynamics for instance and I do I am glad I have that I think that was a big takeaway from the degree and I do intend to come back to it but I would want it to be on my own terms not through um, not through a grad program in Airbus I don't think I think that way you're just a cog in the works and you're not actually you're given how diverse your degree was for you to do a very specific job unless you do a systems engineering job which quite difficult to get unless you do a systems engineering job you are working on one um, you know but isn't, isn't that the case for everything
0: because you can't do, you can't diversify like that it's like the world's too complicated to learn everything so you have to niche your skills
1: but I, I suppose what I'm trying to get at is that for instance um, I know a girl who I think you're planning on doing a podcast with her anyway but I know a girl that did an apprenticeship for Airbus and she is the same age as me. She is now a wing manufacturer, and she's on thirty two thousand. Now you coming in as a grad, grad job with a uh, at Airbus after four years of aerospace. Which uh, is fifty
0: k, which is fifty k of debt.
1: Yeah, fifty k of debt. I'm I'm on seventy, so. You're on seventy. Yeah, yeah. So after all of that debt, I would start on twenty seven. And I think, the whole, I think the reason behind that is that the we have far more knowledge from an aerospace degree than that, what's required for a grad job. But yet, all of these very talented engineers are applying for that grad job. See, this is the thing. A lot of people think, oh, I used to have this idea and I used to say it to you all the time. Well, I'm not going to sell my soul and do, go into finance. I used to say that to you a lot, didn't I? And I had this idea that you're not going to be happy if you do if you do, if you go into finance rather than going into engineering. And that's just not true. You're going to be doing pretty much the same job. If anything, it's probably going to be a bit more upbeat doing the tech job. You're still, for instance, working in the tech department of all the, um, all the banks. You're still an engineer. You're just working for a bank, which is why you're getting more money.
0: What is your favorite aspect of our degree and of university?
1: They're very different things for me Um, the degree in the university like um, the degree, I guess. (laughs) My favorite thing about the degree would probably be. um, In our last year, when we when it all came together into a project where we had to design an aircraft. And how it all your knowledge of all these different things that you didn't think you didn't understand how they interlinked how why they mattered and what what it was all about and to see it all come together and you feel like you feel like an engineer that is a good feeling I do like that that was uh, that was honestly like
0: culmination of four years of hard work culmination well yeah three years
1: three years three years previously you've been learning about so many different things and then you actually understand okay this is why we learned it this is why this is how it all comes together and then that sort of problem solving was pretty good um, as for university my favourite part about university was diversity in terms of people you meet people on an international level and you I don't know when later on you might get the opportunity to do that again. Well, you're not
0: going to get that if you stick in the same town you were born in. in. I certainly wasn't. Yeah. Like literally the amount of people that I've met has been ridiculous. Like-minded people as well.
1: Whatever degree you're thinking of doing, really think hard about it because you will be doing that for the next three years at least. on Like a lot. With a lot of intensity.
0: If not, yeah.
1: You will, like, the the reason there are so many mental health problems in university, especially in our university, is to do with that. People, I think, feel locked into this, into whatever degree they've done because, you know, you're forking out. As soon as you apply for student finance, that's it, boom, you've got a nine grand debt then and there. So, whatever degree you're thinking of doing, be very careful about and you know what for those coming from um, for those coming from asian households that might be under a bit of pressure like i was it's hard i i it's hard to quickly actually think about stuff with a clear mind but it's very important you do that cuz i don't think i did i don't i don't massively regret doing aerospace engineering but part of me wonders whether if i was just you know sensible and smart about it at the time and I you know sat down looked through courses spoke to people speak to as many people as you can if you're thinking about doing if you're thinking about doing a certain degree then you really should speak to somebody who's done it or um is doing it at the, at the current moment in time so that you can actually get an idea look on forums look on um look at look at modules look at the content you're going to be learning you you're not going to have fun in university if you do not like what you're doing. That's because I w- it catches up with you. There are going to be times where you will have to do all-nighters, d- night after night after night for a good three, four days in a row to work on some deadline that you've got. And you will not have the mindset to do it if you are not enjoying it whilst you're doing it.
0: Or the willpower to do it.
1: And also the last thing I'm going to say is that in terms of helping me through my course friends I made on my course helped me out a lot and I probably you know what I probably won't be graduating and it really does help you out and actually it's quite it's a huge disadvantage that if you go to if you go to university and think I'm just going to be you know on my like I'm, I'm just going to Work hard, and that's it. I'm not here to for university, especially for international students. A lot of international students come with the mindset of, of um, oh, they're just going to work hard like machines, stick to their and own crew, yeah, yeah, it's that that as well. But it's it's in imp- it is kind of important that you make a friendship group no, amongst, amongst your um, yeah. peers,
0: uh, engineering, like it's a it's not a singular endeavor you, you know in at work you work in teams and at university you kind of have to work in teams as well the course coursework are just way too hard to do on your own it just takes way too long you have to collaborate and the, um,
1: and the people that don't collaborate they, well, they
0: they yeah it's not good yeah,
1: no they ha- they end up like they will end up spending days on what takes a group of people an evening yeah and they but they will just think it's the way forward it it's a kind of a stupid way of doing things.
0: But uh, yeah, I mean, but then there's other people who are, who are just too, so smart that they can just do it on
1: their own. Well, if you're one of those, then I don't know why you're listening to this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, what advice would you give to
0: your A-level self? Um, other than maybe what, talking to more people,
1: figuring it out exactly what to do okay there's two things one that i've already said i mean i think both of them are pretty much already said but i'll just reiterate them what i'd say to my level self is really think about what what degree you want to do in terms of what you enjoy like what you will actually be able to get through because thinking about long term there's the truth is you're not going to be a lot of these things is very hard to think long term and you should have a slight idea but to be honest like when i was when you're in when you're picking your a level results you should just pick the a level results you like with a slight idea of what you might need for university but what you apply for university might change then you apply for, and then once you've done your a levels you apply for a universe you apply for a, a course with a slight idea of what you might do at the end of your course but again that might change so think about the near future for now, the immediate future, which if you're an A level student it is your university degree. So I th- I would I would put more emphasis on what you think you'd be able to eat, like do with um I don't know, do, do with some zeal I guess, like you would actually enjoy it, you have a passion for it and it won't feel like a it won't feel like a task every single every single day or night when you're having to work through it for the next few years. Um so yeah, make a really good, well informed decision based on you and your likes um for your um undergraduate course. Then the other thing I would I would say to my A level self is only do what you have to do. Don't try and be I, I did maths, further maths, physics and chemistry, I only needed to do math, further maths and physics. And you know what ended up happening? I got, um, I think I got like a C in chemistry and I didn't get the grades I needed to get into Imperial. And that was just really stupid of me. I don't know why I did that. If I only needed maths, further maths and physics and that, those are the only subjects I needed to do. I was I, There's no need to do more than you need to do. A levels are already hard so don't make things harder for yourselves it's very easy especially like when you're um when you're at that age and you think everything's going okay and you can you think you can do more it's very easy to then put more on your plate i
0: hope more. you guys have had a lot of value uh, from this and if i'm still doing this podcast in uh, you know three five years time then we'll have Zane back on and right. uh we can compare our balance sheets (laughs) (laughs) Uh, and yeah and with that i'll see you guys next time